0: Welcome back, guys, to the 4Cribblet Sports Show. Hopefully, you guys are having a great morning so far, and then continue to have a a great day and have a good afternoon whenever you guys are watching this. That's probably when it'll be. But, uh, yeah, hopefully, you guys are doing well. And um, we just have NFL topics here. But although I do have one NBA topic I want to talk about, but it isn't an article, so I'm just going to talk about it. Um, but yeah, so let's get right into it. So the first thing here is we're still waiting on a whole, you know, the whole thing with Drew Brees. We're still waiting on an official, an official word from Drew Brees on what's going to happen. But the Saints are renegotiating his contract and it's kind of more of like a decision. It's, it's kind of more of a, of a, um, It's something more to help out the team than it is him. It's to clear up some cap space for 2021. Because right now they're currently... And this was first covered by Jason Fitzgerald of Over the Cap. So they're dropping his base salary down to the minimum for the 2021 season. And it was also reported by Tom Pillosero Friday. So now the club can, so now this is basically to help out where they were, this is basically to help out now where they can keep Drew Brees past June 1st while drastically reducing their his, uh, Drew's cap hit for that season. So instead of a $36 million plus cap hit, it's going to be, they're going to be carrying on a 12 million cap change, a uh, cap hit charge. So that's a huge difference. 12 mil is still a lot, but it's better than 36 million. And the 36 million is would have initially costed the team. An additional 11 and a half million would hit the cap in 22, which I'm sure you know. Even if he does decide to play this season, it's more than likely going to be his last one, especially if he was heavily thinking about it this season. Um, should he decide to play, I'm saying if, should he decide to play, it's going to cost him, I mean, he's more than likely going to want to quit next season or going into next offseason if he doesn't do it this offseason. So it'll, again, it'll be a $12 million cap hit charge instead of the $36 million plus it would have initially costed the team and then an additional 11 and a half. But you see, I don't know if that's actually, you know, that's not even that bad. It's better than, you know, it's only 5 million difference. So, it's still not, you know, it's still a lot, but it's definitely still going down. The move frees up in total around 24 million for the Saints, which will be crucial in an offseason where many teams will be cap-strapped. Yeah, especially because of, you know, the whole COVID thing. Um, Drastically reducing the cap hit uh, the capacity, you know, the, the, uh, the salary cap in total for each team, it's going to be drastically different. So it's going to be a lot less than normal, but this is something that we've been expecting for months now. It, it's something that teams are well prepared for at this point. Obviously throughout the year, you've seen a lot of teams renegotiating a lot of contracts because they want to free up a lot of space as much as possible. Now that the, You know, now that the breathing room is a lot less, so, you know, obviously, all season-long teams have been knowing this. But, um, it also goes on to say that it was expected for a while now that Drew Brees would announce his retirement. Of course, we're still, you know, still waiting on it. You don't know for sure yet. That's just always a guess. Um... Does he come back though? No, this is what his salary would look like. So obviously it's a big restructure. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Next thing here, or actually the second thing here is Buccaneers, Antonio Brown with a knee injury, Chiefs Sammy Watkins, Calf, are both now questionable for Super Bowl fifty-five. So they're both kind of slowly getting there and now they're upgraded to questionable. Before we just really didn't know it was too you know, it seemed like they were too hurt to know now they're, lit, now they're upgraded or questionable. So, Sammy Watkins, Antonio Brown, and keep this in mind, both of these guys are two very important pieces to each to, to each respective offense. Antonio Brown, huge for Tampa Bay. Sammy Watkins is huge for that deep threat when it comes to Kansas City's playing. Obviously, he'd come up huge to have them or to be on the team with them. So, Again, talks about the you know what's going on with these two Brown. We have uh, Antonio Brown missing the NFC Championship game after they beat Green Bay due to a knee injury listed as limited in practice on Wednesday and a full participant on Thursday and Friday. That is always a good sign. Antonio Brown was had since since has had a limited role since joining Brady and this Buccaneer offense. This season in two playoff games, three catches, 59 yards, and a score. Tampa has weapons to compensate if Brown cannot play, but when facing off against Patrick Mahomes, the Bucs will take whatever help they can muster. Yeah, you're going to want anyone that you can have. Obviously, Brady's good at doing whatever he can with what he's got, Uh, whether it's everyone or whether it's three, four guys. you You know, rotation has always been something Brady's been good at. He's always been good at figuring out what to do. So... And then here we have Sammy Watkins, who has been optimistic he'd play and suit up for the Super Bowl. Not played since week 16, due to a calf injury. 27-year-old was limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday and was listed as a full participant in Friday's session. This is what Andy Reid had to say about him. Quote, he did good. I'm encouraged to have him on Sunday. I think he'll be there. End quote. So yeah, and that's the scary thing about this Kansas City team, too, is, you know, like they said, he's been gone since week seven, week 16. I haven't even noticed a difference in this team without having them. You know, they don't have Sammy Watkins out there. Yeah, that's one less deep threat guy. But the scary thing about this Kansas City team is he wasn't there since week 16. I haven't noticed a difference. They're still putting up 30-plus points a game. You know, that's the scary part. So, you know, it's... It's a game where you're going to want everyone for sure, um, even though you don't need them. It's still nice to have them there because you never know. Also, injuries, too, you know, could happen during the game that you're not expecting. So, But as we all know, Samuel Watkins played a huge role in last season's Lombardi run and generated 98 yards. Yeah, he, he played huge. He was a huge factor last year. Of course, he also didn't get hurt this around this time last season either. But, um, so yeah, that you know, there is, uh, no, no more really on this. Oh, okay. Here's one other thing on the flip side though. The Chiefs will be, so will be without left tackle Eric Fisher with an Achilles and linebacker Willie Gay Jr. with a knee. Neither was expected to play after suffering season ending injuries. So they both will not play. Both the, Those are the only two official outs so far for the Super Bowl. Um, Nothing for Tampa Bay, and, and besides those two, nothing else for Kansas City. So there's that as well. And then here's the last thing. Coming off of COVID-19, Chiefs wide receiver Demarcus Robinson is cleared to practice, or was cleared to practice on Friday. So back to have their full wide receiver cores ready for Super Bowl 55. Tom Pelissero reported Friday that receiver DeMarcus Robinson has been cleared to practice Friday and reserve COVID-19 list since Monday due to close contact with a barber who tested positive for the virus. Robinson has tested negative every day since Pelicero as eligible to play in Super Bowl 55. There was no positive test for Robinson's Chiefs or the Tampa Buccaneers on Friday. So again, all negatives. Robinson is a key cog in the Chiefs' passing attack, playing more than 30 plus snaps in 15 games of the season, compiled 56 receptions for 466 yards and three TDs. With Sam Watkins' calf poised to return, the Chiefs could have their full complement of receivers for the first time in weeks when they take on the Buccaneers, and something that they're going to need. Daniel Kilgore, who also was on the COVID-19 list due to a close contact with the same barber the following day, could be cleared on Saturday if the center continues to test positive. I'm pretty sure they want to say if he continues to test negative. Uh, I don't think they want him to test positive. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, and the Buccaneers could have a full list too, you know, if um, if they can get Antonio Brown out there, so. That was the last thing, as far as articles go. The last thing I wanted to talk about for today, to make this, you know, the end of the episode. The last thing I wanted to talk about was this whole Kevin Durant situation last night. So, so it was a big mess. Um, I, I think I want to start talking about. Okay, so he was taken out because of close. He he. It was all surrounding the fact that he was a close contact. He continues to test negative. Well, the, the rules are if you test negative, but you didn't test positive yourself, but you continue to test negative, then you should be able to play. Then you are allowed to play. Now, the weird thing about this whole Kevin Durant situation was they, start, they let him start. Knowing all of this, they let him start the game. And I'm just going off of what they should be doing versus what the rules are. So, they let him play, knowing this, which means he's already okay to play. But then halftime comes, and then they take him out of the game. He's continued to test negative, and yet you start the game. If anything, the game should have been canceled from the start, and this is what should have, you know. Instead of what really happened, these are the events that should have occurred. These, these are the options that I would be giving them. A, you should have canceled the game from the start, knowing everything that they knew. Or they should have taken Kevin Durant out of the game as a whole. Or they should have taken Kevin Durant out of the game as a whole. You know, and it doesn't matter, because what would have been the point anyway? He, He was already around everyone in the beginning of the game anyway. What's the difference taking him out at halftime? He could have affected everyone at that point. But he already tested negative. But um, yeah, I don't really know what the whole why they're doing this. If you could, because like the NFL does, you could. If you're just a close contact, you didn't test positive. If you are just a close contact, and you didn't test negative, or you aren't even a positive test, you're just a close contact. So it doesn- you don't even have it yet. If you continue to test negative for, what is it? so many days i think it's like i don't know they never really specify how many days after i think it's like maybe i'd have to guess like a couple days after it's like three four two three four days afterwards if you continue to test negative after that you should play but because they allowed him to play at first they might as well have kept them in you know you, you you know he's already tested negative he could have affected everyone at that point by halftime so you're better off just playing them the whole game. And he already tested negative. He kept testing negative. So you don't you know? They're doing what they need to do. they he's following in, in coordinates with the you know, and I can see why Kevin Durant's mad. He's following in accordance to the contact tracing of the league, he continued to test negative, he was able to play. Why take him out at halftime? So I, I really don't get it. I I don't know what the league is doing here. Um, I would imagine at some point here, they're going to be doing a review of what happened because I would, you know, I would be like, okay, what, what's, what, what the hell's going on here? Why, what is this big mess about? Why did they do what they did? I would love to hear something about this at some point on why, because I don't understand it. He continued to test negative and yet they take him on at halftime. They knew he continued to test negative. That's why they let him play. That's why they let him start the game. So why take him out at halftime? What's the difference from beginning of the game to halftime? You're still going to be negative at halftime. What's the difference? So I don't I don't really know and I I think what it is if you want me to be honest is they're just really really I think the league is just being and I don't and I'm not saying this to give the league any sort of I'm not giving the league any sort of um you know I'm not giving them the time of day to be and encourage what they did. I'm not encouraging this at all. I'm just saying maybe what the maybe why the league did and I'm not saying it's right either because it's not they're they're going against the the contact tracing rules here by doing this. The only other reason why I could see that they did this is because they are just too con. They're just, they're being too, what is the word I'm trying to think of? They're, they're being, I think they're too scared of what's going on in the world, that they don't want to risk anything that even though they know he's, and the fact that he you know, even though they know he continued to test negative, they know that he was a close contact. I think they just got too scared. And so they decided to send him Well, That's what I'm saying, though. At that point, by halftime, he could have affected everyone. I mean, I'm not saying that he had the virus. I'm saying that even if he did, he could have already passed it to everyone. So what's the difference taking him out of the game at halftime? You know what I mean? Like, And but he, but I'm not saying he did. He did test positive. But I'm saying, what if he did? He He could have already affected everyone. So you're better off letting him play and but he continued to test negative so why take him on at halftime they know he was negative he continued to test negative so why and i I just don't get it again guys though i'm gonna have everything linked down below my social media links the the uh, links to everything else that i talked about today let me know what you guys think about this whole kevin Durant situation uh, leaving me a message on my social medias. Let me know what you guys think about all this. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions. And, uh, yeah, and also drop your guys' Super Bowl 55 predictions. Drop me your guys' predictions for the game. I'd love to hear them. love to give you guys my thoughts, too. No bias or anything. I'm not a Buccaneers fan or anything. or are a Chiefs fan, so we'll just leave it at that and anyway guys that's gonna do it for today's episode of the full cripple sports show thank you guys for being here thank you guys for listening to the episode i do appreciate it and love you guys all but yeah so i'll see you guys next time